1: Welcome to Saturday morning cereal uh it's me Dan Grimshay uh I'm gonna try to be your level headed guide through these two thousand and twenty quarantine times uh and uh and also along on this journey with us is uh Marquis Marquis. I assume you're there out there remotely. I'm here,
0: Grimshay.
1: oh there is he he made his way to beat like a real pro. Uh and and just in case he fails in his duties, ready to step into his seat, of course, is Jimmy the Gent Lezinski. I'm hoping he's here too. Yo, Joe. Ooh, <laughs> waiting two beats like a total amateur.
2: Oh. That's brutal. <laughs> oh.
1: Uh, oh. So anyway, listen, everybody, we know you're having trouble, especially if you're, you're down to us on your podcast list. You're you're probably running out of ways to fill your time in this weird age we're living in. Uh, and and we got a little gift in the mail down here at the uh, Saturday morning serial headquarters of uh, 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 an artist, a comedian of sorts who does a, a, a routine of stand-up-ish variety named uh, Billy DeVore, sent us a preview copy of his new stand-up album that's coming out uh, May 15th called Drinking at the Kids Table. And I got to tell you, we get stuff like this all the time. Everyone's begging for the Saturday morning bump. Uh, you know, sometimes we don't only have time to look at it. We just say, hey, that looks pretty good. Maybe we'll put it on the back burner. But something like this, during times like this, it was like giving us over an hour of sit at home and forget your troubles entertainment. That's what good comedy can do. And, uh, and we love Billy Ford. So, you know, naturally we broke down, we called the young kid up. We said, all right, let's talk to you. You're going to hear our little chat later. Uh, but in the, uh, but before we get to it, let's pregame a little, uh, a little bit of getting warm for comedy.
0: Do, do you Ooh, guys yeah.
1: like to laugh?
0: That's all I got. These I days. love to
2: laugh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't? Right. I mean, by definition.
2: <laughs> there it is. I feel better. You, were, you, you, you made saying, everybody Dan,
1: listening feel better. There.
2: You were saying? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Silly <dude>. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, Did that feel I was good, everybody?
2: Into uh, drinking at the kids' table. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> <Howdy>. <laughs> <laughs> is that a rib tickler?
1: one of the lucky few because again everybody you're going to get your chance to get your hands on uh,
2: your digital
1: grubby fingers all over his album on May 15th coming up uh, can't be more than about 2 weeks away from uh, when this airs or maybe 2 weeks after uh, you heard this who knows uh but but what 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 comedy are you guys watching i know it's not just comedy but personally i haven't even cracked open the new like Ozark season I got way into binging early on in this whole thing and honestly these anxious you know third golden age of television dramas a little bit much for my blood pressure right now it's not quite the escapism it used to be you know so I've been leaning more and more into
0: comedy stuff yeah I'm you know I've been catching up on some Curb a little bit of Curb they they just released a new season about a month ago maybe two and you don't say um, yeah, and, you know, they <laughs> they basically put one out every, uh, you know, three or four years. He just decides to do a new season, and poof, <laughs> there it is. You know? Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, HBO has said, like, we're not canceling it. Anytime he calls us up, we'll let him make a season. <laughs> yeah, And what's going on now, you know his, I mean, this is playing along to that particular character's strengths. You know, you can't touch anybody, germaphobe, doesn't like people, doesn't like crowds. I mean imagine what next season's going to be like. I mean, I <laughs> can't wait for that one. <laughs> so yeah, I've been, yeah. I've been kind of catching up on that. I'm, I'm a few, I'm about six or seven uh, episodes in. Um, I've been pretty much binging on it, I guess, you know, watching at least a couple of episodes a night and just, yeah, just trying to like break away, you know, Back when like I mean, no one's going to judge you for that kind of viewing pattern these days. That's fine. Yeah, I know. And you know when when like when like TV was really like dark and heavy like Breaking Bad and The Wire and like the X-Files even going way 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 back, like, you know, things were going pretty well. We're just kind of cruising and everything's fine and so you kind of wanted a little darkness. Now nobody wants that crap right now, man. Oh yeah, in the go-go 90s When, uh, when you know, yeah.
1: you know we're, we're doing great as a country We just beat communism Where we're having no wars Oh, the <laughs> yeah. economy So yeah, you need some dark stuff from Fox And Scully And, uh, uh, man, and I Cigarette I, uh, smoking Man
0: Yeah Remember, Remember when like, he hey. was
1: the scariest thing out there
0: <laughs> Yeah, he's nothing He's nothing now
3: It's
0: crazy <laughs> But yeah, so Curb, curb is what I'm watching and then I I think um, I always go back to comedians and cars getting coffee I just love that show and I've seen it many times uh, any episode it's these obviously it's two comedians <laughs> and they just talk and, and what are they doing they're just talking having coffee and talking uh-huh, uh-huh. And it's uh-huh. funny to like Let's talk uh, about cars
1: first on the way to the coffee place
0: Yeah, there's there's always a little talk about cars It, you it know, feels like
1: you're skipping a major step I
0: don't think the cars are that important To the conversation well, I mean, Jerry
1: Seinfeld would disagree I've seen enough of that show to know
2: Every yeah. single
0: episode starts with What car we're driving today
1: And, yeah, why. He does. and you know and who, It's right. just his excuse to borrow Like awesome cars He's like, I got a checklist <laughs> yeah. of twelve awesome vintage cars I want to drive. Um, this is the way I'm going to do it.
2: I think you're mm-hmm. right. I think that's mm-hmm. exactly what he's yeah, doing. I don't fault him yeah. for it. Yeah. I feel like I watched more than twelve episodes though. Well, yeah, and and
0: it's yeah. well, um yeah. for season it's, or whatever. It's also like this like little time capsule too because uh, he's done a episode with um, uh, Don Rickles he did one with Gary Shandling and, you know, right. It was just like a month before either of, of those guys passed. So, you know, you kind of get that life, that last little, that little window into their lives. Um, God, uh, I just, I think it's a great setting. <laughs> yeah. You better hope not.
1: <laughs> uh, all right. Well, see, that's good. Uh, I've, I've been, uh, personally what I've, it's like comfort food. I know. I, I feel like for most of the country, the office is sort of their country food. Oh God, yeah. You know, like their. I mean, comfort food, dinner kind of show and I'm with it. It is for me too, but I think higher than that on the list, what I've been rewatching now, it's st- stays infinitely rewatchable is, uh, uh, the unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, which oh. I just found out. Thanks to retro cool nerd. Shout out, Jimmy. Uh, that uh, there's the a plug. new movie on Netflix coming out, a follow-up after the series is
2: done. Yeah, that's kind I of am so the, uh, excited for interactive,
0: interactive. Interactive on top uh,
2: of it. Movie,
0: right? Yeah. Is, like is it like, your own um, adventure. yeah, I was about to say that,
2: yeah. <laughs> is it?
1: <laughs> Apparently. Is it, that's, yeah,
2: that's it's, what they're it's promising. your own adventure, yeah. It's like, kind of like that that uh, Bandersnatch that they had on Black Mirror maybe a year-ish ago where you would kind of yep. click on what do you want, Kimmy? It's, it's, uh, the preview makes it look like uh, Kimmy can go ride a bike down this path or go ride a bike down another path, and you get to choose which path she's going to ride a bike down, and whatever happens leads her to another path, just like a choose-your-own-adventure book, but almost like a giant video game, yeah? Yeah, the, oh, the wow. whole
1: which I love. It's an it's an ambitious uh, outing, which I have a feeling they don't take near. I I would bet you money there's half as many choices as like the Bandersnatch had, you know, and a fraction of the oh. endings. And all that. But I it just feels like on brand because it's like a again Black Mirror. I love that show, mm-hmm. but I'm not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not something not I want to watch right
2: now. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah. Yeah, some of those Jimmy, are probably going to hit way too close to home.
0: Jimmy, I would uh, love to know well, what yeah, your. Yeah, yeah,
2: I, I, I agree with you, gentlemen. Yeah, I'm, uh, but I kind of uh, outside of the community, I'm not in the mood to get in a relationship with a new show and meet a bunch of uh-huh. characters. Uh when I'm, you say I'm the community? Are you talking about either cult or
1: the NBC slash Yahoo Screen smash hit community?
2: Yeah, from that, Dan Harmon. Yeah, and the Russo brothers. Yeah, oh, okay. I binge that, but I've also been watching, um, you know, Blazing Saddles. I watched that with my boys, and Young Frankenstein, mm. exposing him to some mm. classics. Uh, wow! I, and I really want you to. You like drop Mel Brooks? The favorite movie I've. What's that? You love some Mel Brooks, don't you? Oh yeah, and yeah. Uh, you know I don't. I'm not sure who directed this one, but do you guys remember uh, Zorro, Zorro, the Gay Blade? Oh yeah, with, ah, I was like a kid George when that Hamilton. came out. Yep. With George Hamilton, yeah, in a duo role. I love that movie, and I I had to find it, watch it. A pretty poor copy on YouTube, but it's so good. It still slaps. It's still funny. All the jokes. It's not rude in any way. It's it's really funny movie. Yeah, I would.
1: Oh, but you know, if you're
2: going that. down that path, might I recommend
1: you try and find Johnny Dangerously next?
0: Oh, oh my God, I love Johnny oh, Dangerously. Ah. Yes, my God! I love in fact, that is there any
1: way we yeah. can take a quick break here and I can just watch go Johnny watch it. Dangerously?
2: <laughs> you fucking oh idol. no! I
1: guess we can because
0: it's remote. <laughs> oh. oh my God, I love that movie. I I must have seen it. I, I think I've seen that movie twenty times. It used to come on cable when I was a kid all the time. Like and and it yeah. was like I don't think it was rated R, so like they would show it like in the afternoon and stuff too. You know. So yeah, yeah, yeah it was I, the, yeah. The little, it was a, some risque word stuff.
1: But it, uh, you know, farging ice holes still you get away with at four in the afternoon right, on right, basic right. cable.
2: <laughs> Cork <laughs> court suckers, stuff like that. Yeah. Right? Although I can't <laughs> remember,
1: I haven't seen the movie in a long time, but one joke sticks out to me that I don't think uh, would pass the test of time, even though most of the movie, I'm sure, holds up.
2: Listen, one scene, My, my uh, dad told me that joke once. Which one? <laughs> once. Oh yeah, once. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> that
1: one still works. But but actually when you first meet Joe Piscopo's character back in what's his name's office and he holds up this gigantic dirty hairy forty five and he's bragging about it and he says this shoots through schools.
0: <laughs> that's, a little, uh, that's a little. That's a. You know, you probably like, don't want oh, that joke today. Oh, that's not gonna work now. <laughs> oh yeah, thanks for
2: Somebody keeping does. that light, buddy. <laughs> you know, and uh,
0: I believe wasn't Other than wasn't that, that I got a feeling also
2: jokes would hold up? Well,
0: wasn't that supposed to be the big Joe Piscopo coming out into it, like like becoming a movie star? Like, what wasn't that supposed to be the the vehicle for it?
1: Well, you put him next to Michael uh, uh, Keaton; you figure he,
0: he can't lose. Yeah. Well, but remember, he was yeah. like the biggest thing on. Uh, you know, it was in the Eddie Murphy years. It was just as equally the Joe Piscopo years on Saturday Night Live, and nope. these two guys came in at the same time, and they they were on in in every skit. They were amazing, and they were funny, and they both started these these careers at the same time these movie careers at the same time. And then Joe Piscopo did Johnny dangerously and he's funny in it. That's a, that's a great movie, but for some reason, and then he just started to take a bunch of roids and get all, get all yoked. And then it seemed to, I I don't think people want. Yeah. I I don't think people want a real buff comedian. You know, I think it, I think it kind of threw everybody off.
2: Well, also um, Eddie Murphy made a lot better movie career choices. Than yeah, uh, Joe Piscopo. I don't know. You know, there you're looking at Beverly Hills Cop versus um, Dead Heat, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or, or Wise Guys, yeah. or you know, or Sidekicks. You know, now that he wasn't uh, he and and the movies that he did uh, end up being in didn't end up doing, doing that well at the box office. So Eddie Murphy might have overshadowed him at the risk of no pun intended at the risk of nothing keep push through you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nobody's thinking but that yeah, Jimmy so... at all
0: <laughs> you, do, you actually so, and, make it and... worse if you take a
2: pause Go ahead. well, well we can edit that out later
0: <laughs> yeah, we'll fix that in post
2: but he was, although he was pretty funny his, he was not that funny in the movies that weren't that good that didn't do that well at the box office so it was yeah. a double whammy for him Whereas Eddie Murphy doubled up on everything. He was funny and very successful movies. Yeah. And, I, and yeah.
1: Eddie, I know they were both comedians, but I can't think of a single Joe Piscopo special from the 80s, which is how yeah. all comedians prove themselves.
0: Well, and, um, you know, and Joe Piscopo could never do a movie as good as Trading Places, you know, like that movie is a 10, and Piscopo, at best, got up to five, you know? I mean, he just he just never had the ammo. Um, although, I again, I... It, and
1: it's hard to say. I know I'm a bigger fan of Eddie Murphy, I think.
0: But it's hard to say
1: because you said it yourself. It was... When they were on Saturday Night Live, they were yeah. equal. equals. Like, equal they were making time. people laugh. Right, they right. were just as popular with each other. So whatever magic was going on, he had it. And then the fact that it didn't translate... I I really do think a lot of it came down to, like, you know, Eddie Murphy Raw was, like, number one in the box office. Yeah. First time a stand-up special ever, like, beat out, like, an action movie or whatever it was competing with that week. And that Uh was, like, his second or third. Uh, It was, like, his big, uh, like, like in theaters debut. But those specials, like, uh, Eddie Murphy Comedian, the whole thing about the family cookout. That had been going on for years, which kept him kind of in the zeitgeist, I think, which is why casting directors were like, all right, right, let's. who are we going to take right now? Well, Piscopo and Murphy are both hot, but, man, all the kids are talking about Murphy. They're all quoting this special he's got. Yeah, that all happened. As a matter of fact, speaking of specials, Goony I am the guy Goony who Google. just did a special – and you're going to be able to hear it pretty soon. His name's uh, Billy Devore. Have I mentioned him?
0: Uh, we kind of did, but I think you, this is, is a big, from?
1: yeah, young whippersnapper out of Cincinnati, <laughs> Ohio. Uh, me like and 12, uh, me, me and my buddy here, Jimmy. We sat down the other day. We we got to talk to him. Uh, and let me let me lay out before we get into uh, hearing it exactly what we said. Uh, all right, you know what? That's just going to eat up a lot of time. Magic interview machine. Take us over there. Meanwhile, <laughs> oh good <laughs> lord! That's Jimmy, by the way. I'm I'm Dan. Uh, thanks for joining us, Billy. How you doing, I'm Billy? thank
2: you. Thanks for
3: having me. Nice to meet you guys.
1: All right. Well, uh, I guess we won't uh, try and take up too much of your time. I bet you're doing all kinds of uh, publicity for this album dropping uh, in a few weeks. Uh, but I want to, I want to talk to you about being a comedian in, I'm just going to mention the fact that we're all under quarantine. I'm sure you're all sick about hearing about it, but still, this is, Uh, this is really got to affect you. I mean, the,
3: Oh yeah. It's, it's not fun. I mean, and you know, the fact that I can't get on stage and be in front of a crowd is killing me. I mean, it's, we've been, it's been 48 days since I've been on stage and that is the longest i've gone in 9 years
1: <laughs> what's what's your second longest spell like 3 days <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah 3 days it was like 3 days <laughs> well so, I, uh,
1: I i i listened to the album and i can tell you really feed off a crowd and i kept I, yeah. I just because you know i can't stop thinking about it anyway i kept thinking like i wonder if he could even like you know, how musicians are going in front of their 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 webcams at home and putting on little shows. Do you mm-hmm. think, as a comedian, could you do that? Can you do a comedy act without a crowd in front of you?
3: We have been. Like, we've been doing the Instagram one-on-ones, and we've been doing Zoom calls. But it's not the same. I mean, there's, like, a disinterested host who's either drunk or stoned, and he's just staring back at you, and, uh-huh. And then if you say something funny, you get three laugh emojis, And I'm like, oh, I guess this is funny. I don't know.
2: (laughs) Yeah. 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 So it's it's got to be more like he's saying that um, talk, talk a little bit more like a a lot of your energy, at least listening to your albums, like he was saying comes from the crowd. So are you adapting your material at all? Or is it changing your delivery? Because a big part of that is your reaction from the crowd, right?
3: Uh, Not really. It's more of just, you know, biding time until we can get back to normal and knowing, like, you know, in my head I'm like, you know what, this is funny. I just can't really give get get an honest go from anybody. It's wildly inconsistent, so I just have to keep writing and keep my nose to the grindstone and be like, you know what, it's all gonna be, it'll all be okay once we can get back in front of crowds, whenever that may be, and they're wearing their their masks and whatever they're gonna do.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so in, still, in, in in six months, are you just going to have, like, four hours worth of raw material to test?
3: Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, right? Because there's nothing else to do besides just sit at home and play video games. Um, but, well, don't uh, yeah, I mean, I think I'm not knocking it. Don't get me wrong. I'm enjoying Sony giving away all of the Uncharted. Like, that, that is a yeah. gift. <laughs> um, but I, I, you know, I, I you know, you just, you just gotta wait and see. It's just sucks. It's very, you just be patient. But just writing and playing video games. So.
1: Well, uh, speaking of uh, wait and see, I, uh, mm-hmm. I notice. I mean, I I don't know a lot about how the industry works, but I know that like when the Rolling Stones get together to make a new album, it can take months, mm-hmm. years. Uh, this album you're putting out. Your debut album—it's still not mm-hmm. even coming until like the middle of May. Why not? Mm-hmm. I heard it; it sounds done. What, why are you holding out mm-hmm. on us? What What are the hoops you got to jump through to go from a performance to releasing an album?
3: Um, it's more of just giving me time to do what we're doing right now: promote, get it ready, get people excited to to hear it. So I've been—I recorded it in June of last year. And they were just like, "When are you putting out? When are you putting out?" I'm like, "I'm gonna put it out whenever I want. How about you calm down?" <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> told me.
3: <laughs> yeah. Hey, guy, chill for me. Um, but you know, I just it, it, I've been waiting, and I and and what's odd is you know, with all this stuff going on, there this was the right time to do it, and finally put it out because nobody has anything else to do, so might as well capitalize on that
1: yeah, I was just say I, I was thrilled to have you know an extra hour and some time kind of spoken for in my day when I got it, and that's kind of also why I was thinking like, why isn't it already out then? This is something I could have used for the last month.
3: right. Uh, it was also figuring out like, you know with, with uh like how to upload it, because I'm doing this all myself. Like, I have I have been, like, there's no label. I self-produced it. Uh, I had an engineer do the whole recording and stuff. So jumping through the hoops of how do I distribute it, what stores, like, that was all stuff I needed to figure out. So oh, that's geez, also geez. why it took some time.
1: I'd love to give you a hand. I've got lots of time.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Please help. I need help aside from just putting out this album.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so so how would it normally work? Uh, like after after you put out an album like this, I know this is your debut one, so you're kind of sure. kind of learning as well. But like, would you follow it up with uh, a lot of with a with some kind of tour? Uh, would you just stick to your usual routine until you put out another one? Uh, and of course, you can't do any of that now. But are, do you feel like there's yeah. some more work after it comes out that now you can't do?
3: Yeah, I mean, I would continue to tour and I would put that album in front of bookers for festivals and clubs and, you know, I would start swinging for the fences and be like, hey, I wonder if I can get on Conan with this malarkey. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I, that, that's what I would normally be doing is that I would be pushing. But I'm always touring, so, like, there's never never not a weekend where I'm, I'm uh, trying to get yeah. out there. Well, you and said, get you're out always on a
1: stage anyway. It sounds like you got a problem, but... Uh...
3: Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah just, I do.
1: Like now I wonder like, oh, maybe he should hold on to this. You know, I don't know if if, yeah. if it heats the iron and that's when you got to strike.
3: It, it's more of you, you just you have a gut feeling, you know when you know. And that's kind of when you know, you just have to trust yourself and think that you're doing the best thing because no one else is going to tell you what you know. Mm. So, this is when uh this is when I was like, you know what? This is time. So, uh, but it's it's just gonna be it's just weird not being able to go out and uh, go to a brewery or a comedy club or a, a bar and just be like hey listen to my album I have to do you know this I have to call people and just last, last night I did six hours of podcasting to promote the thing. Oh geez, you poor guy. I know it was too much. <laughs> yeah. I'm so tired.
1: <laughs> Even with all this going on, I don't listen to six hours worth of podcasts.
3: Oh, trust me, I I don't either. <laughs> so, I was just so sick of hearing my own voice And I was like, And I have to listen to my album again and talk about it? <laughs>
1: well, uh right, yeah, let's talk a little bit about the album because uh any any listeners from the Ohio, especially Cincinnati uh area, mm-hmm. more broadly Midwest, you you're obviously a hometown boy. I heard enough. You are yeah. a proud Cincinnatian and when I was listening to it, I was thinking, "Hey, I my great grandparents used to have a place I'd go summer at up, up at Lake Erie by uh, Cleveland." And then Jimmy gets on the line and says, "Oh, I'm going to talk to him, but I'm I'm from that area. I'm going to talk to him about it." So I I rescind to you, Jimmy. Go ahead, ask him some some regional questions.
2: Uh, what is the time zone? Eastern. Just no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, Dan uh, <laughs> was that I'm. I'm from uh I don't know if you ever heard of Down River Michigan um kind of uh in, be- in between uh Detroit and Cincinnati in Ohio so we'd go oh, down cool. to uh um <clears throat> uh Cedar Point a lot uh, I'm sure you've been there yeah Oh yeah What uh, so I, I it's been at least 10 years for me since I've at least ten years since I've been able to, been go there, and they had they still had at least seven of the top ten roller coasters in the world. So, what have you been there recently, or uh, what's your favorite uh, ride there?
3: Um, yeah, my wife and I went there last summer, uh, mm-hmm. just for just for funsies. Like we just did a little run. We went and visited some friends in Cleveland. Went to a ball game in Detroit. Um, but uh, but my favorite ride had to be Steel Vengeance. Mm-hmm. that thing is crazy it's a it's the it's the most intense wooden roller coaster that has it has a loop it has a like a crazy like corkscrew right. and it gets like that's a that's so fast i and it had also the, the the uh like a like a 110 degree incline it was insane
2: yeah yeah they really it's it's really a great park we got uh i mean i'm i'm out here with dan in san diego now so we've got uh six flags as a bit of a drive for us but for me yeah. uh cedar point was a little over an hour so we go down there quite a bit during the summer my family and i and get some uh is it graters ice cream is that the name of the ice cream
3: oh right? yeah the black raspberry chocolate yeah that, yeah yeah that's the good stuff baby
2: Okay, so I've got one more reference maybe you're going to get and we can talk about a little bit because uh, this informed my sense of comedy as a young man. I don't know how old you are, but I would uh, we would get out of Ohio um, a little late night on Saturdays, uh, a horror TV host called The Ghoul. Are you familiar with The yeah. Ghoul? Yeah. Yes, man. The, the,
3: yes, I know The Ghoul. Uh, zap that magic twanger, Froggy.
2: Ghoul. I'm sorry? I said zap that magic twanger, Froggy. I don't know if you remember that part of it.
3: I don't. Now, here's why I know the ghoul. Uh, I work, my day job, I work for a vintage
2: T-shirt shop, like
3: all vintage Cincinnati stuff. So mm-hmm. I just know the face. I've never watched it. Okay. I just know he exists, and he had a pretty big nose.
2: Yeah, yeah.
3: Yeah. <laughs> but like It, it was kind of like, cool. like
2: uh, glasses and a, like a Groucho type of thing. Like yeah. Yeah, big, big glasses. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. All That's right. What, like, yeah. <laughs> what about? Um, I know you're a big Reds fan, and you got your own podcast, The Nasty Boys, right, out there yeah. in Cincinnati. Uh, yeah. What the new is, Nasty Boys. The new Nasty Boys. I'm sorry. A part of They're the good. Armchair Media Network. Where do you? What's your favorite place to watch a Reds game?
3: My favorite place uh, has to be Great American Ballpark, Section 431, where my season tickets are. Okay. <laughs> Um, I mean, I just love sitting. Here's what I love to do. I love to walk into the ballpark. I grab myself a deep, like it's a fan secret about Great American Ballpark. There's this thing called the Sky Rosa. You get a slice of pepperoni pizza from La Rosa's, and -hmm. then you walk one booth over and you get yourself a Skyline cheese cone Which is, you know, a hot dog with Cincinnati chili, shredded cheddar cheese, Mm -hmm. right? Mustard, onion, and then you take that cheese cone and put it on top of the slice of pizza, and then you wrap the pizza around the cone and eat it like it's the most Cincinnati hot pocket, like diet inducing snack you've ever had.
2: You had just blown my mind. I did have some Coney Island questions lined up for you, but you just blew my mind with that. What do you call that again? The Skyline what? It's a, a Skyrosa. 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 Oh my goodness. It, good. Lord. It is. My my arteries are clogging up just hearing about that. I love it. <laughs> oh my god, it's so good. You
3: eat it and then you just sit in the in in your seat and you hold your stomach just going Oh, it was so worth it. It was so <laughs> good. <laughs> the shame. The shame. Oh
2: my <laughs> goodness. <laughs> oh, poor shame. Okay, um, yeah. What well, about uh, I also before I hand it back one more for, before I hand it back over to Dan? Um, I want to talk about um, how much of the album is uh, brought from your real life because um, specifically in your uh, swingers bit. Yeah, I might have learned some. I might have learned some things about myself because I never realized why my dad had a sock on the door. Um, so <laughs> I don't know if you're coming from real life, and maybe uh, your dad was hanging out with my mom, or uh... yeah, <laughs> did they meet on Craigslist? I'm pretty sure. <laughs> um, I um,
3: yeah, it's all 100 percent from my life. I, I I don't really exaggerate anything. I'm, you know, I'm I'm just like what Tom Segura says. We are just reporters of life, and we are we we are telling you the story. So, um, yeah, no, it's all true, and I all pull from what's happening around me and just write it into a joke format and yell it at an audience. Right on.
1: (laughs) I like that description.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. It's very honest. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, uh,
1: shoot, this is is the tricky part because now I'm trying to wind the uh, interview down, and usually this is when I say, all right, what's your next project? Where can we see you next? And where – Ah, sure. These are all so open ended now. If I know, if well, can we plug you had your I way, think. what would you be mm-hmm. doing next? If if we weren't quarantined, what's your ideal tomorrow?
3: Ideal tomorrow is, um, you know, going and going to a show and working on the new material and um, hope. And then uh, let's say things are normal. So at seven ten, I'd be watching the Reds play, and then going to a show and working on my jokes and then coming back home and watching the Pacific times, specific, the, uh, geez, the least, the, um, West coast games at ten ten. but mm-hmm. you know, um, for now, like where you can catch me doing stuff. Um, I'm doing some Instagram live stuff with some, you know, with some buddies for, um, on Mondays, the hub at eight o'clock, go bananas. Comedy club is doing theirs on Instagram at eight o'clock. And those are the two big ones that I, do every week. So, if you want to catch me doing something there, that would be the move.
1: Oh, cool. So, I'm glad then that you're able to I know it's not the same as having a crowd, but I'm glad you're keeping yourself busy. I,
3: I Yeah, you have to. Or else you go crazy. And, and and you know, and comedy is just like their muscles, you know, you got to keep working them out somehow. Just because I can't go to the gym doesn't mean I can't do setups at home.
1: Huh. Interesting analogy. Now, I just wake up funny, but more power to you, Billy. Uh,
3: <laughs> Thank let's you.
1: see. Uh, now, it only seems fair uh, after you've been so kind to sit here while we throw questions at you. Did you have any questions for us? Go ahead. Don't hold back, Billy. Um,
3: <laughs> um, what, how was um, was it you guys had uh, Greg Zahn on? Is that what I saw on the list?
1: Ooh, did we do Greg Zahn? I don't, I don't think I was part of that one. No, but,
3: but uh, i Um, what? it was the guy that played the robot from Rogue One. Was that?
1: Uh, oh, oh uh, oh, uh, Alan Tudyk.
3: Alan yeah, Tudyk. How's yeah, Alan? He's he a swell feller.
1: Oh, he's amazing, <laughs> actually.
3: <laughs> swell.
2: You're very swell. Swell fella. <laughs> swell fella. Swell guy. One hell of a model American. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hey, uh, you know, I got I do got one more question for you, Billy. Uh, one of the tenets sure. of our show is we like to. Uh, when we were kids, this is how I met Dan. We'd uh, sneak into the uh, living room real early on a Saturday morning before our parents got up, and uh, mm-hmm. pour a big bowl of uh, cereal and sit down and watch the Saturday yeah. morning cartoons. You know, Super Friends for me and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. uh, Billy Devro, what is your when you sit down on Saturday morning? What's your favorite Saturday morning cereal?
3: Ooh, my favorite Saturday morning cereal. That's that's a good one. Um I'm gonna go with a classic, just the standard classic fl- frosted flakes. Nice. God, I love mm, frosted flakes. Nice. That of road. some little two percent milk and then um and then I'd be watching
2: Reboot, if you remember that show from the 90s. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh one of the first all CGI uh offerings if I recall, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Watched the uh, WV block
3: where I'd watched that, and what was the what was the show? Uh, they had uh, what was the show after it? Then they had GI Joe, I think that was it for. Could be a Saturday mornings. Oh
2: yeah, yeah, it was it was, it was right American in that year. wheelhouse, right in there, yeah, hmm?
3: yeah.
2: It, they all kind of blur after a sugar rush. They all kind of all those Saturday mornings blur into one another. You know, the whole weekend's <laughs> gone.
3: Yeah, you're just like you just <laughs> wake up, you're like. You wake up Tuesday, Monday morning, and you're like, oh, well, I forgot I had homework to do.
2: Yeah, with well, a Just big bowl, empty bowl of cereal red. on my stomach. and oh, what I do? what I do? <laughs> what happened?
1: <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I, I think that's about it. Uh, like I said, I'm sure you now have at least another five and a half hours of podcasting to do, so we'll let you get back to that, Billy. <laughs>
3: Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for having me on. You guys are great. Thank of you course. so
1: much. Of course. And hey, thank all you, you listeners, don't forget. I'm sure you're looking for things to fill your time. You could do a hell of a lot worse than uh getting your hands on Drinking at the Kids' Table, which arrives is it May 16th, I believe.
3: May May 15th.
1: May 15th. You listen to me, you'll still yep. be able to get it,
2: but you listen to him, you'll be a day <laughs> <Okay>. early. <laughs> and don't forget about the new Nasty Boys podcast.
3: Yeah, if you like baseball, if you like uh, two comedians uh, philosophizing about life and then somehow throwing baseball analogies in there, you'll love the podcast.
1: There you go, two two comedians who can't work talking about a sport that isn't around.
3: Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks for making my day more depressed. <laughs> Sorry
1: about that, Billy. <laughs>
3: really (laughs) cut me at the (laughs) knees.
1: I just want to keep you hungry. Uh, So keep working. Uh, When you get the second album ready to go, hope it doesn't take another decade. Give us a call. We'd love to do this again.
3: Sounds like a plan. Thank you guys so much for having me. All
1: right. Thanks, Bob, Billy. Have a good one, man. You too. Bye.
0: sweet maple syrup flavor. It's new waffle oats, and I'm Waffle-O Bill.
3: Yahoo! Oops.
1: Well, I'm the best Waffle-O hunter west of the, west of the, west of the, That's easy for him to say.
3: God darn it. What are waffles anyway? You're looking at them, partners.
1: Little waffle-shaped cereal squares that taste like waffles with the flavor of maple syrup
3: mixed right in. They say crispy and milk. Yep, and they're chock-full of all kinds of good things.
2: What kind of thing? Thanks. It
1: means they're fortified. With eight vitamins plus
3: arms.
0: Yeah, new waffalo cereal. A nice part of a complete breakfast. Yahoo! Yeah, uh oh. Oops.
1: Waffalo. The flavor of waffles and maple syrup.
2: No.
1: It's new. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let me set the scene for you guys. There's an advertising meeting for uh, General Mills cereal. <laughs> they say, oh, your new cereal's uh, waffles, huh? Uh, oh, well, no brainer. We do it with cowboys. Who doesn't think of good old fashioned from the range driving a herd of cattle, waffles coming out of the fucking bean pot? Uh, and Waffalo Bill? Really? That's. Uh, that's got to be the worst character in the whole Hannibal Lecter universe.
0: <laughs> that was a commercial from the 1980s. Um, I do not remember Waffalos at all. Do you guys remember this cereal? No, not one bit.
1: No, not, I not, I would I, mean, I would think uh, that a uh, a crazy cartoon cowboy hawking me waffle cereal would have stuck. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: you know, mm-hmm. you know, I know. Yeah, I maybe it's because like the way that waffles were created was out on the range, and they had some cast iron thing going on, and they. Yeah, you know, no. is, like is there, I said is, before, is that oh, how they yeah, were made? absolutely camp. not the case with waffles. Okay. That's <laughs> what? Look at how much fun we had talking about waffle O's cereal, everybody. It wasn't that funny. That was funny, and
1: I hope everybody out there had as much fun as I just did. <laughs> snortling through a commercial for waffle cereal.
2: I wonder if, I wonder if Joe Double... Crunch
1: is still out there, so what do I know about how to make a
0: cereal?
2: I wonder if Joe Double Waffalo would ever have thought that 20 years later, 30, no, I'm sorry, 30, 40 years later, people would be remembering his his master, his life's work.
0: Yeah. I. Uh, yeah. Waffalo was...
2: Bill? Or... <laughs>
0: That's a good well, name. Bill, uh, the a...
2: Guy, isn't the guy that made it his name like Bill Waffalo or something like that?
0: Yeah, it, it oh. could have been. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like if I don't no. I don't think it's like waffalo apostrophe S cereal. I don't think it's that. I think it's Waffalo's is just, just one word.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, I don't uh, think Just another nice. division of the uh, Waffalo Chemical Group
2: <laughs> <So I'll see. laughs> I wonder if uh, I wonder if our good friend uh, Past and hopefully future guest uh, Billy Divine never heard of Waffalo
1: Oh, uh, Billy Devore, you know he's just, he's just a Frosted Flakes guy And uh, yeah. with just 2% percent milk Apparently <laughs> Whatever Sky Rosa <laughs> Sky Rosa That was weird, Ooh, you, you know And know. the extra years you're trying to get out of that 2% milk I've been thinking no, about No, that. seriously. Yeah. Uh, once again, let's hear it for Billy DeVore. Uh, Everybody, uh, yeah. Billy Another DeVore, guy. Yeah. Thank Thanks God he got that special the in the can when he did. Now he's able to put it out there so we can enjoy it. Because like we covered in the interview, like live comedy is not something that is, well, certainly it doesn't work the way it has been working for the last, I don't know, 2,000 years or whenever the first Jester showed up. Uh, it'll someday get back. Well, I'll be in a crowd. But for now, the best we can do is simulate that experience, which luckily I think we've been doing for a long time. I yeah, I, I, think so. I hate to go right to Bill Cosby here because that's such a thorny issue. But when I was a kid and I had some anxiety problems, <clears throat> uh, someone gave me a tape of one of Cosby's old routines Oh, like God. before himself, like from back in the late 60s, early 70s. And I would just listen to that to fall asleep, like to feel like, all right, the world is not evil and out to get me. It's not just a <laughs> painful existence. Like that did so much for me. Uh, I don't know if you guys want to have a talk about separating the artist from the art, but I personally, I'm going to say I have to, because that album, to me, emotionally, intellectually, Philosophically, it exists separately from the man, Bill Cosby, yeah. who is now in jail.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, what if you found out that, uh, you know, Picasso, you know, was a murderer, you know, like, like are his paintings any worse, you know, or, like, could you not look at them, you know, so I, I mean, I, I would like to be on the side of separate the man from the art. Um now you're gonna have some crazy exceptions probably down <laughs> you know, I don't that's that's not a blanket rule, but uh describe mean, what you mean.
2: Well let's like just say example, like yeah, so let's, bad. Let's, like
1: you can't even buy Hitler's paintings or something. Is that what you mean? Yeah,
0: I was actually gonna say, yeah, what if Hitler was a good artist, you know, then yeah, I I, I should <laughs> say let's not uh you could put it in a hotel hot room, day. no one would blink. Yeah, I just, you know, so you know, the, the, you know, we shouldn't deal in absolutes. So that's fine. Um, but I would love to hear more about your experiences with this particular album because I I have similar experiences. I I loved those Bill Cosby albums. That
1: that actually, you know, I'll be honest with you, that is such an important one to me. I'm going to keep that one a little more personal. Okay. Uh, but but I will say, now I've had many a comedy album in my time. I think you even remember – I'm not a big – I don't like going to concerts. I'm not a huge – I got nothing against music, but I I dislike crowds more than I like music. So I don't like going to concerts for that reason. But uh, if you remember back in the 90s, you and I have seen Cosby together, Marquis. Oh, yeah.
3: Yeah. Uh, once or twice.
1: And that – those were the only shows uh, – comedy shows – Especially those Bill Cosby ones. Again, everybody back in the nineties, I didn't know, but that was the most excited I'd ever been, like getting ready, going showing up at the venue early kind of thing. I did that that only happened with with stuff like that. Uh but I had plenty of albums and I will say, uh about ten years ago or so, I went back and I bought like an old from the sixties Bob Newhart comedy album
0: oh, no way <laughs> how but was that before he
1: was ever on tv and you gotta understand the album i bought it turns out was like number one in the u.s for like 20 weeks in a row oh, or Jesus. something culture was different then yeah comedy out were huge like like those days bob newhart back in his heyday was almost a heartthrob he was so popular yeah. And he was just one of them. Uh, and oh, it still it works. It stands up. He has these gimmicks that maybe it's just because it was earlier in American culture uh, of comedy that you could do these jokes and they seem fresher and newer. But oh god, he's got a skill. And you hear that old vinyl sound and the club in the background with the old style mics. Oh, he
0: was uh, it's yeah, good stuff. he was. He was famous for that, uh, for talking on the phone. Like, like he, like, and, yeah, and like he, he could just hear his side of the conversation. Yeah. And he was even doing that on those, on those old albums too. Right. I don't, I don't
2: think it was just a, yeah.
0: a, a TV. Yeah. Bit. That was, yeah. That was kind of his thing.
2: That was, that was
0: his
1: thing. Yeah. 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 That, that was one of his gimmicks, so, you know, is the stammering, the every, everything. Oh yeah. Like, uh, that, uh, of uh, marvelous Mrs. Maisel on Amazon <laughs> <Yeah>. Prime.
2: <laughs> I, oh I my god it, yeah,
1: it's like all this stuff where it is routine that everyone's going nuts over it when her husband does it what if you watch the show. Amazon Prime streaming option. Great comedy by the way. Uh, but anyway <laughs> yeah. that's that I'm gonna say that. But now you Margie,
0: how about you? Well, you know, and what? also
1: um, is anyone dragging their microphone across a shag carpet, right?
0: Yeah, Jimmy, are you uh, are you mic'd up there, buddy? Yeah, I'm mic'd up, but I'm uh, okay. Uh, I don't know what you're doing. Uh, maybe you should get off the treadmill. Nothing. We're trying to record a show. <laughs> Comedy, okay. everybody. Okay. Uh, yeah, and you know what? Um, I think I'm gonna I'm about to play something for you, Dan that is going to it's, i'm going to i'm going to send you on a time warp i'm going to send you on a time warp i'm going to send you to 1982 are you ready are you ready to go on this machine date? are 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 you ready are you ready for this i'm i'm i'm
2: i'm always ready i okay. trust let you completely my, my eyes are
1: closed. Let, go martin I mean,
2: here here, here we go here we go hold on. my treadmill so i can power this time machine All right. here we go here we go hold on <laughs> Sing it if you know it <laughs> all right
3: pum <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: I ain't putting no boogie in nobody's butt. That's nasty, man. What you talking about? Putting boogie in people's butt. You're <laughs> your mind. I'm going <laughs> Go to do something
2: like that. I love it when they're i
1: doing it I years.
0: Oh, for years. Shut on down. Open
2: your eyes. And open <laughs> okay. up your ears. Up your ears. a drink in your butt. <laughs> put a, a bubblegum you know, in, 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 really really in my butt. Put a collage in your butt. Put a big rock in your butt.
0: All right, guys. So that song right there uh, was on the A side, I believe, of the Eddie Murphy self-titled debut album that came out in 1982. There was another song on the B side, and I can't remember it off the top of my head. But uh, oh, yeah, a minute.
1: but yeah, yeah. It's, it's not. It wasn't a an album of music. He put some of those out later on when he was at the top. But yeah, it was uh, just a couple little song buttons to go along with the uh, clips from his routine.
0: Yeah, no, not it was go just along like with.
1: he didn't have routine. about putting stuff in buttons. Well, he had a couple jokes, but everyone does these days. But yeah, it was like a fully produced. Like, eh, we got three more minutes. Uh, write a funny song.
0: Yeah. And, you know, it's a fully produced song, you know, I'm sure. And it's it's not like now where everyone's got this garage band and they can just do it at home. Like they, they had to go into a studio and cut this and, you know, scissors and tape, you know, <laughs> and uh, it's I I just I mean, it was so funny to me when I was a kid. And so my this might have been my first album like that I owned uh, and it was. My uncle Jimmy gave me this cassette, and it didn't even have the actual jacket. It was like, um, you know, it was in the jewel case, but it didn't have the actual sleeve. It, it was like you could see through it, and you could you could read that it was it was that white cassette color. And I used to have to listen to this, like when my dad wasn't around or my mom wasn't around, you know, because you know this you know this is Eddie Murphy, and he was boga <laughs> you know and just yeah, hilarious he was raw and for sure yeah and this is this is literally before raw which was his big coup de grace. like that was the big one at the end of his stand up career um, when he started wearing the blue leather and all this other stuff um, you know there was a lot of theatrics there at the end um, I'm gonna zip that down on the in your butt and um, and so so yeah this was a this was a huge album for me, and um, he did this. He did he, the famous bit, as far as that relates to me, was the "You ever have drunk fathers?" and his dad's all talking to him, all drunk. You know what it is. You know what it is, Eddie. Yeah. You know, and he's just he goes through this because um, my dad liked to drink. My dad would come home, and it was he, My dad sounded like that. It was so funny, harmless. You know, funny, harmless but just god this thing really underline got to that me. for listeners yeah yeah it was very very harmless but my dad would come home all drunk and like talking to us and he sounded like that so that really got to me you know i really had that with him and um but it was hilarious it was funny and then uh we had hbo and we ended up seeing the delirious was like the next big thing and th- that was the special that's where he was wearing the the red and that's famous. And the famous skit from that is the ice cream skit. You guys remember that ice cream, man, the ice cream man is coming. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yep. You know, that oh, was, that so was crazy. Things. Uh, so many, so many now
1: cringeworthy things. But our, uh, yep. for the record, Eddie Murphy came out and like apologized for that stuff like years ago. He acknowledged it way before me, too, or any of that. I think it was like years ago, he. Came out in an interview and said, "By the way, yeah, I, I listened to Delirious again the other day." Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm, I don't <laughs> want to do that. You know, yeah. I was I was 21. I was having a good time. My apologies. I do not feel that way anymore. But, um, which is good because if you go back and watch it, I guarantee you will laugh at a lot of stuff. And oh you my
0: gosh. Go, oh. Well, and I I could I mean I know of all those little moments that you think are cringeworthy. And I'm, you know, I'm going to apologize right now for my natural reaction. I'm going to laugh my ass off at those jokes still, you know, I, you know, uh, I don't want anybody to be hurt. I don't want anybody, you know, uh, I do recommend if you're sensitive, do not listen to this album because it is vulgar and it is homophobic. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) It's racist. You know, it's all those things. um, See, Here it is. It's funny.
1: interesting. I, I don't want to keep us going all night, but now I got to wonder, is this a case where because Eddie Murphy is like uh, he is very much he, he, the last 20 movies he's done has been family movies. You know, he is not that same performer anymore.
2: Is this yeah. a case
1: where we have to separate the art from the artist in the other way? Like, oh, we've got to we've got to forget 28 minutes of Delirious. To still like Eddie Murphy as A performer you know what I mean Like the inverse of the Cosby Problem
0: No because um Eddie That's just Jokes at the end of the day You know Uh, you know It's not it's not an act Like A literal act I mean it's a He's he's putting on an act (laughs) But he's not he's not Doing horrible awful things You know and It's really just for jokes. And I think a lot of times um, the way that a comedian thinks is if it's funny, they say it. Now there are a lot more walls that prevent them from saying everything that's funny that pops in their heads. Um, But I can guarantee you that if it's just a bunch of comedians in a room, they're just saying whatever the hell they want to. And it's as long as it's funny, it's good um and you know it's also if you really listen to it um it's not at the ex it's not at the expense of those particular communities it's putting characters in those situations but it's not discriminatory you know if you really kind of think about it so
2: um, well
0: i i hate to nitpick but you know the whole aids on the lip bit is uh
2: I don't
1: know. It, it, it. I don't think he had malice in his heart, but uh, the the standards have changed so much then, because uh, he was making AIDS jokes like two or three years after AIDS even came out. We knew very yeah. little about it. And again, yeah, but... he came out later on unprompted and said, "You know what? I said these things with very little knowledge. Came from a place yeah. of ignorance." He's got his ass covered. So, do we have our ass covered if we laugh at it? That's all I mean. And you, you're you're even willing to apologize if you do laugh at it. So,
0: yeah, I got a feeling yes.
1: we we've landed on something here. We're I don't mean to <laughs> make this less funny. So, let's go to Jimmy. Jimmy, give me a comedy
2: album, you bastard.
1: People well, need a recommendation. Um, no.
2: Well, I'm going to go back. Like, so I did enjoy as a young man Bill Cosby, but one of the first albums. That I would say, like on vinyl, that I would listen to a lot with my friends, that was pretty influential, would have been Steve Martin. And uh, you know, I, I, I again, I, Good call. not to get into the whole separate the artist from the art type of thing, but you know, everybody knows he's a pretty big banjo player now. Yeah, so, I know. It's so far <laughs> <we> <laughs> Unforgivable. <laughs> that whole conversation. Um, you know, he's didn't pretty, he play the banjo then, on was, those old albums though? Yeah, he did. Yeah, that, that was yeah, part of his act. He's, he was, yeah, <laughs> he's been un, unapolog,
1: of... unapologetically banjoist
2: for years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and uh, so he informed a lot of my comedy. And I remember telling my grandfather, and I couldn't have been maybe fourteen years old, um, telling my grandfather one of the jokes about petting my uh, girlfriend's pussy, and he didn't really appreciate it. You know, uh, <laughs> my grandfather didn't appreciate that joke. You know, and... uh, was he seeing her too? <laughs> Well, I don't know. You don't remember the joke where he goes, oh, come on. I'm just talking about her cat. Oh, come on. Give it a break. What's everybody so gross about? And then you look back and you go, that cat was the best piece of ass I ever had. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, needless to say, uh, from a 14-year-old to his grandfather, he didn't appreciate uh, Steve Martin's comedy, but that was a big one for me. Well, and you know what? It's
1: like more judgment than his, though, Jimmy. Come on.
2: Yeah. Sure, sure. Steve Martin I mean, tell maybe you to I say that to your grandfather. I I like to think that he went around the corner and laughed and said, "Oh, that's my boy." <laughs> Chip. <laughs> Chip off the old block.
0: That actually I that actually takes me back to uh when Eddie Murphy raw was in the theater. Uh we used to take a bus to go to the mall, to go to the movie theater. And I took I, I was going to go to I'm the sorry, movies. Mark, what, I'm sorry, i We used to have to take the bus to go to the movie theater.
2: Oh, no, uh, I
0: heard you. I'm just sorry. Okay. And so uh, I was there that with... was back in February. So times have changed. So I was hanging out with my buddy, Donnie. We were in elementary school. I forget which grade, maybe like the fourth or fifth. And we got on the bus and my mom made us take my little brother. And so... We go up there. We buy tickets to "Don't Throw Mama from the Train," and then we go in and we see Eddie Murphy raw. And I take my little brother, who's I think in kindergarten or first grade. And so we go in and we see Eddie you would Murphy raw. Like fourth or fifth
1: grade. I, yeah, I was.
0: Yeah, I was. I like don't even know how fifth. you got to see "Throw Mama from the Train." I think it was only PG. I don't think it was PG thirteen. Even I think it was just PG. And so, but even. Ten-year-old escorting a five-year-old. Yeah, and so, well, that's that's fine, you know. And so we ended up. uh, And so we ended up watching. We we rode in the back of a pickup there. And so we watched Eddie Murphy raw and about. And I knew what I was in for because again, I had the cassette, I had seen the Delirious um, show, and we're going in there. And Donnie and I used to, we used to repeat those bits over and over again we knew and there was a really funny trailer for eddie murphy raw and we knew like he did the bill cosby joke the you know the coke joke um uh, coca-cola joke and um so we were we knew what we were getting into and i'm there and at about halfway through that movie i had to take my little brother out and we ended up seeing the rest of Don't Throw Mama from the Train. I still have not seen the first part of that movie. And because um, I just felt so bad that he was listening to this. <laughs> but still, to this day, my younger brother has the worst. He's a filthy mouth. He has a dirty mouth. <laughs> he curses like nobody. And I think it's all my fault. Um, so it, it totally and, matters. it's even know, like
1: in the in in the depths of July I've seen your brother He's walking around in a one-piece Skin-tight leather suit
3: And I feel so
0: bad for him Yeah, that's all me God, I just totally thought of that It's crazy God, I miss those days when you could just go to the movies When scarring siblings was just It's what you did when you got off the
2: bus <laughs>
0: oh man, that was good times.
1: All right, well, you know what? I'm I'm glad uh we were able to give people these uh these recommendations. I kind of wish we had uh got together and figured out what they'd be and we could have researched and said where they could find them cuz off top of my head, I'm going to say you know, I got I go to Apple Music sells all kinds of current uh and vintage comedy albums. Do yourself a favor, grab like, you know, 20 bucks from your parents' uh, purse and go and buy one vintage and one brand new one. Yeah. Make that brand new one, actually. Uh, Billy DeVore, Drinking at the Kids Table, out uh, May 15th, wherever you can find a comedy album. I'm saying, like, the iTunes store. I bet you anything you can find it there. And if not, uh, sure, look sure. harder.
0: There's there's actually, we're actually going to have a link on this show page and on maddiepradio.com. And you know what? I'll probably even tweet it out too, but he does have a SoundCloud with three of the tracks. So you guys can hear three funny tracks for free before you buy. I I know you're going to want to buy it. Uh, so I'll make sure that you guys uh, get a free listen
2: to a couple Rack of up the some
1: listens for them before it even comes out. That would really yeah. do them a favor. And honestly, it does you even more of a favor. We know you're at home bored trying not to think about the thing we're all thinking about.
0: And Eddie Murphy has a lot Band of jokes. money. So uh, Eddie Murphy <laughs> has a whole lot of money. So you can go to YouTube and you could listen to that album that I was talking about for free. So go yeah. ahead and do that. At this it's point, on there.
1: I, I wouldn't feel bad about that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and also Bill Cosby will probably send you twenty dollars to listen to one of his old albums. So <laughs> you know what? Separate the man from the art on that one. That's my yeah. advice. Uh although if you're just getting into the comedy game, I guess maybe you could do a little <laughs> do it a little cleaner, which is ironic with Eddie Murphy and uh Bill Cosby. The whole you know, Eddie Murphy, it, 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 he has that classic bit about Bill Cosby calling him up, chastising him about using dirty language in a show. And at this <laughs> point, I would
0: That's much Mur-
1: rather Eddie Murphy raised my kids than Bill
0: Cosby. Oh, absolutely. He's got, he's turned out to be a awesome human being. <laughs> <laughs> compared to <Yeah>. Cosby. <laughs> and and even, even if you
1: take that out of the picture, you get to uh, uh, look at their their movie highlights. You, get, uh, you got Daddy Daycare versus uh, Leonard Part 6. Yeah. Uh, it just, I was going to put my kids down in front of a TV. I don't have kids, everybody, so this I would probably be smarter if I did. But if I was just going to put them in front of a TV to watch something funny, I'd start with Daddy Daycare. If they run through all of that, I would rather they watch the old Cosby specials than the old Eddie Murphy ones. And I just won't tell them what happened.
0: Of course, if you're a negligent parent like I had, your kids can watch Eddie Murphy Raw. It doesn't matter. <laughs> just put them on a bus. <laughs> no They'll problem. they all. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it used to be back in the day. All right, guys. So, uh. I don't know. Do you guys any parting thoughts? Any final words? Does anybody want to say it? Hey,
1: let's let's all just laugh because if if we stop laughing, well, that'll be just about enough of that. That's enough.
2: Laughter's like vi- vitamin C, Dan. It's like I was telling you the other day.
1: Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. Is, it is. And more important to your health right now than well, or at least equally as important to your health. Mentally, as vitamin C is for your body, uh, we haven't done testing on anything else, but, but I'm confident between those two. <laughs>
0: and since uh, Jimmy's mic is uh, – I, I think he's back on the treadmill, so I think this is about yeah, enough. He's
1: moving some furniture before the end of the show, and I applaud that initiative spirit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you for taking busy. the time. Thank you for taking the time. Shay Dog, good night. Jimmy. Good morning, and to all you listeners out there, uh, wear a face mask, wash your hands, stay inside. This is almost over in about another three or four months. Good night, everybody. Amen. Now, no. Know.
2: And knowing is half the
0: battle. Ah, oh, this is enough of this.